0: Home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
1: It is another lovely day. This time a Wednesday, the first one we've had this week. I knew, I knew it would come.
2: How many more are we going to have?
1: Uh, this could be the last one before next week.
2: By the way, it is starting to uh, rain here in the Treasure Valley. Looks like it held off a little bit longer than some people thought might be holding off uh, because they were expecting rain last night, possibly some thunder showers, but it is raining as of right now, Mm -hmm. 55 degrees in downtown Boise as we get underway with your Wednesday morning. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to take part in the show, you can also email us, Chris at KBY.com, Mike at KBY.com, and our text messages are working this morning. All right. They weren't at this time yesterday.
1: That's true. We didn't, uh, we get them like all at once about 9.05 or something, didn't we?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think it was about, it started working around 9 o'clock hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's working this morning, so if you want to uh, already take part in the show, you can do that. Latest update on the debt ceiling is we're in the same place that we were yesterday at this same time. What a surprise. (laughs) Except now, instead of nine days before we can't pay our bills, we only have eight days. Yeah.
1: Oh, see, there has been progress.
2: Kevin McCarthy uh, said yesterday, "This, should, this, well, except for the fact that the House isn't on vacation. Senate's on vacation this week, so they aren't in town. House is still on town, but they do have a vacation scheduled beginning this upcoming weekend." Kevin mm-hmm. McCarthy said, "If something had not been done on the debt ceiling by then, that the House, he would order that the House stay in town and not be going on vacation." So if you want to see a lot getting done, just threaten to take away a congressman's vacation and see what
1: happens. (laughs) You mean their fact-finding tour?
2: Yeah, I I, I mean they're uh, they're traveling home to talk to their constituents.
1: That was from an old cartoon, something about uh, there was a new secretary in the congressman's office, and she said the uh, congressman is on uh, his annual fact-finding tour to Bermuda.
2: (laughs) Um, I wonder what kind of facts he finds when he goes on those tours to uh, Bermuda. Coming up uh, here this morning, about 8.35. There's a lot of fans of indie Racing. This weekend, Indianapolis 500. Now, a lot, I know there are a lot of people who watch the Indy 500 every year. Might be the only Indy race that they watch uh, of the entire year.
1: Mm-hmm. Or the only one they know the name of.
2: Exactly. Uh, however, there might be a whole bunch more people watching this upcoming weekend because there is a racer in the Indy 500. He is a rookie. His name is Stingray Roth. By the way, Stingray is not a nickname. That is his actual, real, yeah. God-given name. Stingray is his name. Will be in Indianapolis starting on the final row. He was uh the 32nd out of 33 qualifiers to make the Indy 500. But you have no chance of ma- winning the Indy 500 if you don't make the field. Yeah, exactly. He made the field. We're uh, going to talk to Stingray and his mother coming up here this weekend or this morning at about 8:35 get their thoughts on uh, what it was like especially over the last hour because you have a limited amount of time to qualify. Now Stingray qualified, but he qualified uh, I think at one point he was 31st and kept getting moved back and moved back further as more and more people qualified and over that last hour he only had two people who were slower than him. Now you can continue to go back on the track if you have not qualified and try to bump somebody out
1: <laughs> not literally but
2: yeah not literally right um which is exactly what happened to two to uh race members who are on the same team by the way um and it, it's interesting because i saw more crying in sports this weekend i think than i've ever seen ever before <laughs> um so you had stingray Rob. And his family, once the final moments ticked by and they knew that they were officially going to be in the race, Mm -hmm. they broke down. Now, theirs was tears of joy. Right. Um, But then you have Graham Rahal, who was bumped out by his teammate and didn't make the race. And adding to a little bit more of the drama, Graham Rahal's dad, Bobby Rahal, runs the team, Rahal Racing. Right. And And his his teammate is the one that kicked him out. Right. Um, so his dad, his dad's the one that made the decision to send Jack Harvey out to try and qualify, which he did, and bumped Graham out of the race. And in talking to him afterwards, they were trying to interview him, and uh, about halfway through the interview, he just couldn't do it anymore and mm. broke down in tears. And uh, so you had two different wide-ranging amounts of emotion right there. Uh, of course, we had told you yesterday about – The uh, touring pro who uh, finished 15th in the PGA, Um, he was crying after he (laughs) finished
1: 15th. And they invited him to the next tournament.
2: Then he started crying all over again. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, there was a lot of crying. Apparently, there's crying in golf. Um, There's crying in IndyCar racing. Um, I haven't heard yet. No crying in baseball still, according to Tom Hanks. There's no crying in baseball. Depends on which level you're pay, playing, of Are course. Are you crying? I've, I've there's seen, no
1: crying in baseball. There's, seen there's crying, no crying in baseball.
2: seen crying plenty of times in, in Little League play. Oh, yeah. Major League? Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. Never played that level.
1: Depends on where you get hit with the ball.
2: Um, also, another thing we're going to be talking about. Remember the Meridian mom who begged police to arrest her when she mm-hmm. was in the park during COVID? Right. It's like, arrest me. Here. Put her hands behind her back. Finally, the police did exactly as she was, you know demanding that they do they arrested her now she's uh wanting to sue for half a million dollars the city of Meridian for doing what she asked them to do arrest her yeah she has filed a tort claim so we'll talk about that coming up well, this morning and, and i mean
1: and that's the reason she was in the park anyway that day was to protest and to get arrested she wasn't there just to play with her kid in the park
2: yeah Now, a tort claim, by the way, doesn't mean she is suing. It's not the same as a lawsuit. It's just a notice that someone believes a wrong has been committed and is preserving their right to sue. This claim was sent to the city of Meridian, the secretary of state, and Ada County. So we'll talk about that a little bit later this morning. Get your thoughts uh, on what you think. I I saw this story. It's like, well, wait a minute. You're suing because you got what you wanted. This could be kind of interesting um, if this case does indeed, go to court and like i said i'm i'm not a lawyer i just like to play one on the radio um but as a lawyer i would go well you got what you wanted why are you suing because you
1: got what you wanted i was discussing with my driver slash son this morning on the way to work that that, uh, i remember having an argument with somebody one time about a law and uh, it occurred to me about halfway through the argument that I didn't actually know what I was talking about <laughs> because I hadn't, I hadn't looked up or read the law. I was just telling him what made sense to me. And then it turned out the law didn't make any sense to me the, the way it actually was. And it's, it's about when bicyclists uh, approach like a red light, like we were stopped at a red light and a bicyclist came through and he blew through the red light. Well, that's perfectly legal for them to do if there are no cars coming. If you don't impede any other traffic, the bicyclist doesn't even have to stop. And I had a discussion with them about that on the air one time with somebody, and, and I said, no, no, of course they have to stop at a red light. Everybody has to stop at a red And they said, no, you don't know what you're talking And I looked it up, and they were right. The bicyclist can just coast through or keep going or whatever they want. And I thought, well, that doesn't make sense. And they said, well, that doesn't mean it's not a law. It may be a law, but remember, if you do that and you get nah.
2: hit, you know, play stupid games, win stupid prizes.
1: Yeah, no matter what.
2: Com- co- it's common sense law, I yeah, guess,
1: No matter right? what would hit you, chances are it weighs more than you do.
2: We also have uh, a couple of polls that we'll talk about this morning. A CNN poll on the debt ceiling increase. You might be surprised by what that poll said, even from Democrats. And a uh, Harvard poll on the Hunter Biden influence peddling story we'll get uh, thoughts from americans according to those two polls on the way for you coming up here this morning once again our phone lines are open 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless let's get our first check on what's going on in sports this morning it is brought to you by pork belly in cuna once again chef wally has been there for hours cooking up his deliciousness from scratch as he does every day you looking for a fantastic breakfast Get out to Pork Belly in CUNA. Lunch also served. They're open every day,
3: 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Well, the NCAA track and field West preliminaries will start tonight over in Sacramento. And Sac State's best chance to advance to the championship in Texas next month is Malia Menegatti in the women's 800 meters. Bob Beeler with more. Menegatti set a Mountain West Conference record in the 800 meters and will take the track tomorrow night, looking to advance to Saturday's quarterfinals. It's her third year running at the preliminaries, and she talked about what she knows now about the meet.
4: What you've done in the past doesn't matter. I'm kind of treating each race like it could be my last. Not giving any hope and kind of just laying everything out on the track. I don't think last year I quite understood that mentality.
3: Her time in the 800 is the fifth best of the 48 competitors. The top 12 after Saturday will move on to the championship meet in two weeks. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. In hockey last night, the Western Conference Finals are on, and the Golden Knights look great. Eichel to the right wall, Marcheseau. Those two combined for the game-tying goal late in Game 2. Eichel, gloves down, a loose puck. Feeds left, a shot, they score! Eichel to Marcheseau! Vegas strikes first! One minute, 11 seconds into the first period. And with that, the Knights would go on to win. Uh, they actually scored three more goals and would go on to beat the Dallas Stars by a score of four to nothing. The Knights are now up three games to nothing in the Western Conference Finals. I'm Rick Worthington.
5: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
4: Ford says they are reversing their decision to remove AM radios from their new vehicles. In a social media posting, Ford's CEO said the company talked to government policy leaders who expressed their concerns about removing AM radios, which are often used to broadcast emergency alerts. Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey recently sponsored a bill that would require AM radio to be put in new vehicles at no additional cost. He praised Ford's decision, saying, quote, Ford's reversal reflects an overdue real about the importance of AM radio, but too many automakers are still going in the wrong direction, end quote. Other automakers, including Tesla and BMW, have also pulled AM radio from their newer models.
2: I don't know if it had anything to do with people calling, flooding in with emails or anything like that, but if if you were one of those people, nice job, it worked out. Yeah. Because Ford was... They'd already announced they were no longer putting AM radios in their vehicles starting soon. Um, But now, uh, AM radio will continue to be in all Ford vehicles. Here's the weird part. You have other companies saying, well, we're taking out AM radio because it, it, it interferes with what's going on with the electric vehicles. Well, if Ford can figure out a technology so it doesn't affect their electric vehicles, you would think Tesla would be able to, right?
1: Yeah, or at least copy Ford.
2: Yeah. But Tesla is still using that same excuse. Well, it interferes with how the uh, electric vehicle operates and, uh, elect, yada, yada. I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you're going to buy a Ford in the future, it sounds like you're still going to be able to get AM radio. Um, and I say that as, as good news because I know we have a lot of people. We, we ask people when they call us up. You know, how they're listening to us, right. whether it's FM, whether it's on a radio app, um, off the computer, or if they're listening on AM. And, and I would say still to this day, and Nathaniel, our producer, you can kind of back this up. Um, probably half the people who call into the show are still listening on 670 AM, even though we've been on FM now for well over a year. More, more, than, more half, than half, more than half still listen on 670 AM.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Part of the reason is because a lot of radio stations, like our, we're a hundred thousand watts on FM, and we're fifty thousand watts on AM. Now it's two different things because you have FM and AM, and yeah. AM is line of uh, FM is, FM line, is of sight. line of sight.
1: You have to be where uh, you're not blocked by anything from the you know where the the transmitter is. Mm-hmm.
2: So on FM, even though, you know, it's a hundred thousand watts, if you get about two hours away from Boise, two and a half yeah. hours away, you're not going to pick us up. But on 670 AM, I know for a fact this morning, we probably have listeners as far away as Lewiston, Idaho. Um, we've gotten calls before, uh, above the, the U.S. Canadian border yeah. from people who were out feeding, uh, cattle at this time of the morning. Um, we've also got emails because, from people as far away as Sweden who get bounced.
1: Exactly, because AM signals do bounce around. And, and they figured out there was one city in, in, uh, in Nevada several years ago that was getting KBOI just clear as a bell, and they figured out that for some reason the signal actually hit the train tracks and traveled down the train <laughs> tracks right into their town. And years ago, back in the 80s, uh, Chris Childs, the NBA player, when he played college basketball at Boise State, his father used to listen to the games on kboi and his father lived in bakersfield yeah
2: that's quite a ways away that's i mean you're talking a 14 hour drive so anyway we'll start your day with good news those people who didn't want to lose a chance to have your am if you were going to buy a new ford um it's going to continue sounds like 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless
5: the great one, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now
0: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
5: We do have some breaking news coming out of Netflix the password crackdown has officially come to the U.S. Let's bring in Ali Canal, who's been tracking
6: every step of the way up for these details. Ali, what does that pricing structure look like for this? So basically, we knew this was coming. This is something they said in their earnings call that at some point in Q2, Hide your kids, hide your wife, but your (laughs) password sharing crackdown is coming for you. And it's not just the U.S. They also confirmed that they are rolling it out more broadly across the world in countries like the U.K., France, Germany, Mexico, Brazil, among others. Now, the company did say a Netflix account is one that is used by a singular household. So if you have a roommate, that counts. You guys can share a Netflix account. But if you have a child that's away at school, that does not fall under their requirements. They said everyone living in that household can use Netflix wherever they are, at home, on the go, on a holiday, and take advantage of some of these new features. Now, son of a beasting.
2: From here on out, anyone using your account better live with you because yeah. if uh, Unless you don't, you can- they're going to be charging another
1: $8 for anyone living outside your home to use your account. Unless you can con- convince somebody that... Uh- Well, yeah, my days are kind of strange. I spend uh, usually 12 hours in Boise and 12 hours in McCall.
2: Yeah, probably not going to work out too well for you. Premium subscribers can add up to two non-household members, while standard plan subscribers can add only one. For families like me, who have seven people who seem to be sharing our account, we're
1: SOL. Here's a question. Is there any such thing as a grandfather clause on this? Where No. uh, Let's say that uh, there are two people I know of who live in various places in the Treasure Valley who are using my password, but it's because they both used to live in my house.
2: Mm, Yeah, no, I, I, I would wish the same thing. Yeah. But no. Okay, then. Primary account I'm, holders. I'm going to I'm
1: gonna have to get hold of them today, I think.
2: Primary account holders will have to set a household location on their devices um, once this takes effect wherever you're living. And although you'll still be able to use your account when you travel, mm-hmm. if um, somebody is using an account from another location that is not your primary account, then that's the time that they'll stop the... Now, are,
1: are they the ones that hired like 800,000 new auditors? That was them, right? Netflix?
2: <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe so. Hmm. I think that was the IRS. Oh, yeah. Um, this is By the way, this is now just coming to the United States. They're already doing this in places, other countries. Um, if, you, if you don't like this, the only thing that would stop this, by the way, is if you, you had a few million people that dropped their Netflix account. And they were losing money. If they were losing millions and millions of dollars Mm -hmm. because so many people dropped their account, they're hoping to make more money by doing this. Um, But like I said, if they lost millions and millions of dollars, they would go, well, maybe this was a stupid idea. A
1: spokesperson said they expect to lose a lot of accounts at first and then get them all back plus.
2: Yeah, because you're going to be paying eight extra dollars to add somebody who's not in your household. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wilds. Time for another check out what's going on with sports once again this morning. Opening up just 15 minutes from right now. Get into pork belly in Cuna. Some of the best breakfast you're going to find. Biscuits and gravy are fantastic. Even better than that, maybe, is their chicken fried steak. Maybe the best you've ever had. Don't believe me? Try it out for yourself today.
3: The NBA Western Conference Finals is all done after the Denver Nuggets swept the L.A. Lakers, but there's still something going on in the East, and the Celtics were trying to stave off elimination, down 3-0 in the series to the Miami Heat.
7: And here comes Marcus up the left side of the floor. Celtics by 14 Marcus drop back to Tatum. Tatum, one drill for a Marcus Smart. Left side, three. Get it! Ooh, hoo, hoo. All those deuces was cooking you. They were sticking forks in you. Jason Tatum comes back in the game, and the Celtics score 12 straight. They lead by 17 with 7-11 to go in Game 4.
3: And Jason Tatum would help the Boston Celtics to a 116-99 victory, and they stave off elimination for now. Miami still leads the series three games to one. How about the Seattle Mariners taking on the Oakland A's last night in Seattle?
8: Swing at a well-hit ball deep to right field. Laureano's not going to get this one. Goodbye baseball. J.P. Crawford has just tied the ball game at 2-2, two two, his second home run of the season. It comes with Murphy aboard and two outs. A line shot into the second row in straightaway right field. J.P his home and we got a tie game at two to two
0: it was a good
3: game but the Mariners would need one more big hit in the game to close the deal into the
8: line he goes and the one two again to tie Swinging a well hit ball deep to left field going and going and goodbye baseball off the out of town scoreboard high above the Mariners bullpen back to back home runs from J.P. Crawford and Ty France for Ty's third home run of the year and the Mariners have the lead in this one 3 to 2 over the A's.
3: The call on Cairo Radio, JP Crawford and Ty France going back to back, the Mariners beat the A's by a score of 3-2. I'm Rick Worthington.
5: Tonight at 10, it's Michael
0: Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI.
2: 707, it is 56 degrees in downtown Boise. Didn't have a chance to get you our uh, Casper and Chris damn near impossible question just before uh, top of the hour. So I uh, wanted to give that to you so you can start working on it now. Uh, coming up at 820, $50 gift certificate once again to uh, get you to R&R Barbecue, either one of their locations, downtown Boise or in Meridian just uh, south of the village at Meridian. Uh, it's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty. Their experience plus extensive education and certifications have given Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty a unique perspective on what's happening in the market right now. If you're wondering if it's a good time to buy or sell or both, call today, 208-888-4128. They can help you through the process. Our question, you can start working on as of right now. As of as of 2023, Nearly 50% of Americans 12 and older have done this at least once in the past month. That's as of this year. In 2021, it was only about 41% of Americans 12 and older who had done this. And if you go back to 2008, it was only about 9% of Americans who had done this. What is it? That's That's all you have to answer. What is it? It's gone from 2008 at 9% of Americans had done it in the last month to this year, nearly 50% of Americans have done it in the last month.
1: Okay. That narrows it down to, wow, uh, a lot of stuff.
2: Here, uh, I'll even help you out a little bit more. Okay. You want to go back to 1990? Yeah. Zero percent of Americans had done this uh, within the past month. There. That should help you out a little bit, starting to figure this out. Once again, don't call now. Be ready to call. Coming up after 8 o'clock this morning, and you can win. Senate is uh, out right now. Uh, What did you call it earlier this morning? I liked your fact-finding mission.
1: (laughs) No. Whenever they uh, go to a different country or something, it's a fact-finding tour, so they could be in Tahiti on a fact-finding tour.
2: Well, the Senate might be on a fact-finding tour in their home state as of right now. They're they're basically on vacation, right, for Memorial Day. Uh, House Democrats uh, due to leave on vacation coming up this weekend. However, Senate Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy said that if they haven't got something done and finalized on the debt ceiling that he would basically cancel the vacation and nobody would be allowed to go home, and they would have to stay there to keep working on it. Even though, as of right now, there's only a few people who would be needed to be there to work on and, it. And it's
1: funny, a lot of people have called us up in the past few days and suggested some sort of punishment, but uh, you know, simply uh, with you know, <laughs> delaying their vacation was not one of them.
2: <laughs> um, I, I have to say, and I'm going to bring up a few bills over the last 10 days that have been brought up in Congress. Maybe it's a better idea that we allow them to go on vacation for longer periods of time. Here's one of the bills. Democratic Massachusetts Senator Ed Markey introduced a bill last week to pack the Supreme Court. Claiming during a press conference on the Supreme Court steps. Saying that Justice Clarence Thomas needs to resign and that two other justices are there illegally and have no right to be there.
1: That probably isn't going to get very far.
2: So instead of impeaching them, he wants to pack the court. Said Senate Republicans broke the rules, Markey said. 2020, Donald Trump helped them break the rules again. Republicans refused to confirm Merrick Garland to the Supreme Court in 2016 after former President Donald Trump took office. Republicans uh, confirmed Gorsuch in 2017. After Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, Republicans confirmed Amy Coney Barrett in October of 2020. Yeah, I don't think
1: that was illegal.
2: None of it was illegal, but they want to they want to pack the court because they don't like who they picked. If it was illegal, sue them for it. Yeah. They know it's not going to go anywhere. Another case last week. Corey Bush, one of the squad, put out a proposal for a bill that would pay 14 trillion. That's with a T, 14 trillion dollars in reparations. Missouri Democrat introduced her reparations proposal to compensate for what she believes are racist government policies that create a wealth gap between white and black people. During a press conference, The squad member said that U.S. has a moral and legal obligation to provide reparations for enslavement of Africans to atone for the harm it caused. A reporter asked her where the federal money would come from. Well, she said, uh, I, I haven't hashed out those details yet. But she said if the country
1: neither has any other federal bill
2: <laughs> she said that if the country can add finance uh, can add and finance costly wars it should be able to easily generate 14 trillion dollars for reparations keep in mind the afghan war that would be equal to seven afghanistan yeah. wars keep in mind our current federal deficit is at 31 trillion dollars this is almost half of what our, tri- our our deficit is as of right now. Another bill last week. Senate passed a resolution to overturn the Biden administration rule that does not penalize immigrants for receiving government benefits. Is this going to go anywhere? We'll wait and see. Senate passed a resolution last Wednesday to stop Biden administration's immigration rule that eliminates potential hurdles for immigrants using some public benefits and trying to obtain legal status, known as public charge. It passed the Senate 50 to 47, even two Democratic senators crossed party lines. And finally, Congressman Republican Con- Congressman Anna Paulina Luna. Last week unveiled a resolution to remove California Democratic Representative Adam Schiff from Congress. Saying that Schiff lied to the American people. He used his position on House Intel to push a lie that cost American taxpayers millions of dollars. He's a dishonor to the House of Representatives. All this may be true, but if you want to remove a congressman, you've got to go through the impeachment process, right? Yeah,
1: that's true. He's already
2: been re- removed from the Intelligence Committee because of his thoughts on the on pushing the uh, meddling in the Russian-Trump fiasco. But if you're going to remove him from Congress, you're going to have to go through impeachment proceedings. You can't just introduce a bill saying, um, I'm going to introduce a bill and we're going to ha- have him removed from Congress. So maybe it is a good idea that maybe they spend a lot more time away on vacation. <laughs> Some of these dumb bills uh, don't, don't get here hearing. And keep in mind, this was all going on when more important things were happening, right. like the debt ceiling and the negotiations going on with that. Your thoughts if you want to weigh in? 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Time for another check on sports. Once again, brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. They are open as they are every day, Monday through Sunday, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Get in for breakfast, lunch. Don't forget, they also have the coffee hip drip drive through get in you don't even have to get out of your car you can get iced coffee hot coffee flavored drinks at pork belly in downtown kuna drive-in
3: we're still a little ways away from football but in the nfl a couple of big stories after quarterbacks start talking aaron Rodgers being one of them talking to the media in new york saying right now he's having a pretty good time being a jet
2: it's been awesome it's been it's been a lot of fun uh I haven't been to OTAs in the last couple of years, so it's been nice to kind of be out here, be in the meetings, uh, speak up about certain things, little adjustments in the offense, and additional coaching points. Obviously, i got a long history with Nathaniel, so he gives me a lot of latitude to speak up in the meetings and, and just the opportunity to help out Zach and Tim
3: and Chris in the room was a lot of fun. Aaron Rodgers, his first year in New York with the Jets coming up. Also speaking up is the San Francisco 49ers. They're talking about their quarterback, Brock Purdy, and when they think he'll be back. We're hoping for week one, and I feel pretty optimistic about that. Um, that's what we're hoping for. He'll be ready to play in week one, and um, usually that doesn't mean that's the day he comes back. Usually you've got to come before that to make that goal, and that's kind of the goal we're hoping for, and don't have any reason to think differently. By the way, that was head coach Kyle Shanahan. As for Brock Purdy... He says he's still recovering from his elbow issues.
9: For sure, like my, I feel good, arm is feeling good. Um, so to say I'm going to be ready by this time or this time, I just, you know, we're not trying to label any kind of timeline like that. For sure, though, like that's a that's a goal, right? To um, you want to be ready for, you know, the season. And um, if that's the case, great. But um, like I said, we're just taking it one day at a time, and don't want to say anything that you know
3: we regret down the road or whatever. So. NFL season gets started in September.
0: I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report.
5: Powered by CapEd Credit Union.
0: Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise.
2: 722 ahead of the uh, opening of the stock market. Cal futures are down over 100 points. Uh, NASDAQ down almost 100 points, uh, pretty much in the red across the board. Jeremiah Bates went back from vacation uh, with us this morning. First of all, Jeremiah, welcome back.
10: Good to be back. Thanks. <laughs> uh, let's,
2: let's talk about uh, earnings. We've got earnings going on and being reported this week. Um, Kohl's and Urban Outfitters both reported earnings. Uh, what are we seeing?
10: Yeah, I mean, this is a bit of a surprise. I mean, honestly, if we're looking at the – I mean, really what has led the charge of the S&P 500 this year and you look at these earnings reports that have come in, I I don't think it was most people's expectations to see a retailer like Kohl's or Urban Urban Outfitters really beating expectations, especially in the form of Kohl's. When you're looking at shares jumping more than 12% in pre-market trading, and bottom line is the bar was set low as far as what the expectations were of the performance of the company. But clearly they're seeing good management with its inventory, which a lot of retailers were running up against previously managing inventory well. And bottom line is people are still spending money. You also had a similar, uh, a similar response out of urban outfitters as well. So still showing resilience in the consumer spending. So uh, Even though this uh, dark cloud of the broader markets around the debt ceiling conversation, which is is still status quo, it appears that there's going to be a meeting today. We'll see what, what news comes from that. I'm sure that'll move the markets in one, one way, shape or another, but at least those conversations are taking place today. But outside of any news of that, we're just, we're still looking at individual reportings from these companies. And bottom line is retailers for the most part have held up pretty well. Now the question becomes, How does that look? How does that carry over as far as spending, inflation, things like that? But at the end of the day, U.S. consumer staying resilient amongst these higher prices.
2: So a question I ask uh, Nick Daniels, I want to get your input on this uh, too. Say they get together and they work out uh, debt ceiling compromise and that's all done. What do you see short term for the stock market? Do you think we're going to see a, uh, at least short term anyway, um, a big jump? In the stock market, because we've just kind of been treading water here for the past week to ten days, um, kind of waiting for this to get done one way or the other, right?
10: If it gets done, I don't anticipate a large jump. I do see that on the flip side, though, because we got to remember we're going up into a holiday weekend. So I think there's some impetus, there's some urgency to get this thing done. But if it no, doesn't we've get got done, eight we... more
2: days to get it done. It's not like it's <laughs> urgent. <laughs>
10: No, meaning if, if there's progress made or it gets done, I don't see a big jump. But if it doesn't get done, I, I think we're going to we'll, we'll see a big drop in the market. That's my, that's mm-hmm. my opinion, at least. All right.
2: Uh, we'll get another update from you here in a little while and talk to you again tomorrow morning. I uh, just want to say welcome back from your vacation.
10: Thanks, Jen. Good to be back.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our news talk KDOI.
2: he's Chris Walton. I'm Mike Casper, and we invite you once again to join us for the Hometown Breakfast. Kicking off your Memorial Day weekend, we are going to be on Eagle Road in Meridian. Fast Eddie's. Come on by and fill up your tank with gas. Get ready for Memorial Day weekend. Get some breakfast. Maybe uh, also some energy drinks. I was going to
1: say, do you have no energy? Mm -hmm. They have lots of energy.
2: Not only that, but at a great price. uh, Buy one case of energy drinks. You get two free. So three for the price of one. Uh, you can get this beginning today, as a matter of fact, on a case of Monster, Rain, NOS, or Full Throttle. One by one case, get two absolutely free. A couple other things going on Friday morning. KBY sweet deal. Um, thinking about, you know, Memorial Day is a lot of times people start to think about whether or not you might go whitewater rafting water's still a little too cold too high to do uh, much rafting as of right now but later this summer want to go on the hell's canyon for a rafting trip four day all-inclusive trip through uh, hell's canyon whitewater rafting adventure all-inclusive vacation into the wilderness some of the most beautiful areas you're ever going to see in the world and it's right here in our backyard If you've never done this here's your chance to do it at a great price trip valued at over fifteen hundred dollars it's four days Four nights, and includes your food, setup, all that stuff, plus your rafting. And you can get it for under $800. $1,500 value, Mm -hmm. under $800, Friday morning only. Keep in mind, there is a real limited number. There's only four available. They are going to go very fast. In addition to that, the other sweet deal we have, another one. Uh, Idaho's famous legends on main restaurant and bar in Weezer. They also have a $50 gift certificate for only $25. Um, the food sounds fantastic here. I haven't been here, but I want to. Uh, all their burgers are made with Wagyu beef served with, served with your choice of ciabatta buns or even uh, better, their famous pretzel bun. And, of course, hand-cut finger steaks and a secret beer batter recipe. Now, if that's not enough, you got homemade bacon relish, outstanding homemade fry sauce oh, bacon relish that bacon. just sounds like such a great idea well and this one too i'd never even thought about this homemade fry sauce which of course is you know kind of an idaho favorite this makes it even better comes with bacon bits and mm-hmm. fry sauce get that deal both those deals available nine o'clock sharp this friday morning they're gonna go fast make sure you're ready to go at nine KBOI.com. click on the sweet deal link and purchase one or both of those
5: Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700,
2: pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to uh, get through, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. And our text messages are working today, too. So if you want to text us, you can uh, also do that. A couple of uh, emails uh, to get to this morning. Um, this one comes in from Wayne. He writes, somebody wrote to your show yesterday and stated that our current budget deficit is due to tax cuts. It took effect during the Trump administration. That person is completely wrong. Revenue to the Treasury increased after the tax cuts. They were not reduced. This is the effect of economic growth confiscation of resources by government the effect of tax cut was more money was in everyone's pocket and that has been well documented that the overwhelming majority of people benefited i'm sure that people will say that the wealthy got a lot more and in terms of dollars they probably did they also pay a lot more in taxes however in terms of tax reduction as a function of what is paid by the individual those at the lower income levels received just as much as the wealthy did from the research i've done this person comments uh, this person's comments are incorrect and more likely nothing but talking points. I wish people would get some talking points that add some truth to them. Thanks for the show, guys. Always enjoy it. Wayne. All right. Robin also uh, writes in about something we were talking about earlier this morning. Um, says at the risk of sounding like a conspiracy theorist. I wonder if this reparation conversation could spark another Civil War type of situation. The concept is overwhelmingly unpopular, according to everything I've read, and yet continues to be entertained by radicals all over the place, just thinking out loud. And maybe I sound ridiculous, but I see the issue as more divisive than helpful to anyone. Happy Wednesday, Robin. I do agree with you in that it's, it's divisive. I don't agree with you. I don't necessarily think that it's going to cause a Civil War
1: I think those who in, are in fighting over it. If if it does not happen, those who are counting on it will be disappointed. If it does happen, those who don't want it to happen will be disappointed. Disappointment is part of life. You don't need to have a civil war.
2: I will say um, you're not truly, Robin, a conspiracy theorist as long as you're not wearing a tinfoil a ta- uh, hat. So if you haven't started doing you that know, and, yet.
1: And and a true conspiracy theorist never starts off a sentence by saying, I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist.
2: (laughs) You're not wrong. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Ron DeSantis expected to announce an official bid for the presidency of the United States in 2024. That announcement is supposedly supposed to be coming on Twitter sometime today. We'll keep you updated. Another person entering the race on the Republican side. If you want to weigh in on that, please feel free. We talked a lot about presidential race as of yesterday um, when we talked. Yeah.
1: Elon Musk is going to be in on this DeSantis announcement, which makes it sound like he's endorsing DeSantis. Yeah. Which is strange on uh, Twitter. I mean, I I know Trump isn't on Twitter anymore, (laughs) but who did more to publicize Twitter than Trump?
2: Who still does more to publicize Twitter than Trump?
1: Right. Even though he's not. Even though on he's it.
2: not on it. Yeah. KBOI news time is seven forty-five. Time for a final check on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, brought to you by our good friends at Pork Belly and Q, the place to go for lunch. And we'll be there coming up next month for another hometown breakfast. But if you want to find out what we keep talking about, how great the food is, not only how great, but how big. The portions are get out to Pork Belly and Cuna. They're open up seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. Yes, they will be open on Memorial Day.
3: The NBA Western Conference Finals is all done after the Denver Nuggets swept the L.A. Lakers, but there's still something going on in the East, and the Celtics were trying to stave off elimination, down 3 nothing in the series to the
7: Miami Heat. And here comes Marcus up the left side of the floor. Celtics by 14. Marcus drop back to Tatum. Tatum, one dribble return of Marcus Smart. Left side three. Got it! Ooh-hoo-hoo. All them deuces was cooking you. They were sticking forks in you. Jason Tatum comes back in the game, and the Celtics score 12 straight. They lead by 17 with 7 11 to go in game four.
3: And Jason Tatum would help the Boston Celtics to a 116-99 victory, and they stave off elimination for now. Miami still leads the series three games to one. How about the Seattle Mariners taking on the Oakland A's last night in Seattle?
8: Swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field. Laureano's not going to get this one. Goodbye baseball. J.P. Crawford has just tied the ball game at 2-2, two to two, his second home run of the season. It comes with Murphy aboard and two outs. A line shot into the second row in straightaway right field. J.P. touches home and we got a tie game at 2-2. Two two.
3: It was a good game, but the Mariners would need one more big hit in the game to close the deal.
8: Into the line he goes and the 1-2 again to tie. Swinging a well hit ball deep to left field. Going and going and goodbye baseball off the out-of-town scoreboard. High above the Mariners' bullpen, back-to-back, home runs from J.P. Crawford and Ty France for Ty's third home run of the year, and the Mariners have the lead in this one, 3-2 to over the A's. The call
3: on Cairo Radio, J.P. Crawford and Ty France going back-to-back. The Mariners beat the A's by a score to 3-2. I'm Rick Worthington.
5: Download the KBOI Radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike
0: Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: Seven fifty three. Coming up here about forty five minutes from uh, right now, one of uh, Idaho's best athletes. We're going to be talking with him coming up this morning. His name is Stingray Rob. He is a rookie on the Indy race car circuit this year. Um, he In his rookie year, qualified for the most prestigious of the Car races, the Indianapolis 500 this weekend. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about him, his thoughts. Uh, We're also going to talk to his mother. This is crazy. His grandparents, since the age of five, have never missed a race. Since he was five. Since he was five. Okay. Have never missed a race. They have traveled the world. They were there this weekend for his qualifying race, at the uh, Indy racetrack. How crazy is that? Now, his mom and dad have also never missed a race. They have traveled with him wherever he went. Uh, With the exception of one, apparently his dad missed one race in his life. Now, granted, he is only 20, but he started racing at five. He's 21, I guess. He just turned 21.
1: 15 years of never missing something. That's pretty good.
2: His dad missed one race when he was in the hospital fighting for his life with a uh, blood infection. And Stingray Rob said, he still called me every 10 minutes to tell me what I was doing wrong. (laughs) (laughs) anyway we're gonna talk uh he's gonna be he's gonna have a lot of fans that are uh gonna be watching apparently a lot are traveling to the indianapolis 500 uh this weekend but he's from payette idaho we'll talk to him another state athlete i wanted to talk about this uh i know we're still over three months away from boise state football um recruiting news yesterday uh boise state is in the running to land the number one 2024 high school football recruit here in idaho maybe one of the best recruits ever to come out of Idaho, Burley wide receiver Gatlin Bear, who still has a senior year ahead of him, told our sister station yesterday, at KTIK, that Boise will be one of his final two choices that he really? considers. Yep. He announced in April his top five schools were Boise State, Oregon, Nebraska, TCU, and Michigan. By the way, if you wonder how good this guy is, he holds a scholarship offer from almost every school in the nation, including right. Georgia and Alabama. That's how good he is. Wow. Um he said that the one thing that the Broncos offer that nobody else offers is that Boise State's a two and a half hour drive from Burley, so his family can go easily to all of his games if they want. Mm-hmm. He is currently a four star recruit, grade of ninety six, according to twenty four seven sports. But remember he's only a junior. He has a senior year at this they say he's probably gonna be a five star recruit
1: uh by next year. And he's he's already narrowed it down to Boise State and where he's going. Yep.
2: Okay. Boise State will be one of his final two. All right. Now here he's one of the fastest athletes. It's amazing to me that maybe he doesn't consider. He's not considering it as of yet. But track, get this. He's six foot three, hundred and ninety pounds. He's a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just won the state track meet last week. He set records in the hundred meters at ten point one five seconds, and two hundred meters at twenty point five six seconds.
1: So you're saying he's a decent athlete.
2: Well, let, 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 I'll let you be the judge here. Usain Bolt hold, holds the world record as the fastest time ever in the 100. 9.58. Mm hmm. Bear ran it in 10.15 as a 17 year old. Mm hmm. He is, he is about a half a second. Oh, right now, without the training Usain Bolt had, who was a full grown adult, he's only a half second behind the world time. For the 200 meters, Usain Bolt ran the world record 19 seconds or 19.19. That's the fastest time ever ran. Bear 20.56 under under a second. Good time. And at 17 years old, he said that he isn't considering running it in college. But every coach has said that if he wanted to. He would let. Them. Yeah, <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you? It's like if that's going to be the difference on whether or not you get him or not. Yeah, if you want to
5: run track, well, we'll let you. Today from ten to one, it's Dan Bongino.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: 807-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to uh, get through to us this morning. You can also email us, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBI.com. Uh You can uh, send us a text message also at 208-336-3700 if you would like to get through. Uh, we've talked a little bit about a uh, growing contingent of people in uh, Oregon who uh, want to see a greater Idaho. Not that we're not great already. I'm talking about a greater Idaho as in size. As a larger Idaho. (laughs) Have you seen uh, the new website um, pushing now for a lesser Idaho? No, I haven't. Um, What what do they want to do? They want Idaho to move into Oregon. (laughs) They They want Western Idaho to become a part of Oregon. Here's what the website says. Do you feel like you don't quite fit in with the rest of Idaho? Are you tired of being associated with conservative policies and potato farms? If so, you're not alone. And the Lesser Idaho movement, we believe it's time to return parts of Idaho (laughs) and to their rightful home, Oregon. After all, these areas were historically a part of Oregon territory to begin with and share more in common with their western neighbor than their eastern one. Join us in advocating for smaller boundaries and a truer representation of our identity. Let's embrace our unique culture and values. Stop pretending to do something and being something that we're not. (laughs) So now you're going to have different movements that are going to be fighting it out.
1: Yeah. The Lesser Uh, Idaho Movement. 1848, we were Oregon Territory. Mm -hmm. And then eventually we were Colorado Territory and then finally Idaho Territory, then finally Idaho State.
2: So you've got the greater Idaho movement and the lesser Idaho movement. One wants Boise to move to Oregon, parts of Boise and Idaho to move to Oregon. The other one wants parts of Oregon to become a part of Idaho.
1: If you want to return everything to uh, Oregon, uh, that would include the entire states of Oregon, Washington, Idaho, and parts of Montana and Wyoming. Mm -hmm.
2: Now... You know, we've talked about some of the good things, some of the bad things. You know, people can agree or disagree one way or the other about the great parts of our state. Uh, The one good thing that I can say is at least we're not Washington. I bring that up because of a story that has uh, come out of Washington here recently. A Washington official blew up at a fellow board member who objected to a convicted pedophile and sex offender who was joining their committee, saying that she was glad the convicted pedophile was nominated for their role. Shane Colston.
1: Go go, go on. I need to hear more of this.
2: Shane Colston, the co-chair of the King County Regional Homeless Authority Advisory Committee, presided over a Zoom call recently where the group voted to approve prospective board members, including 38-year-old Thomas Whitaker Raven Crowfoot. Kristen Sockage, a board member and sexual assault survivor raised concern with Whitaker's nomination as she expressed that she had a bad experience with him personally in the past. Really? Colson defended Whitaker while condemning Sajik during a tense and fiery outburst in front of the group. Take a listen.
5: Can I say something? We have a code of ethics on this board and Thomas Whitaker Raven Crowfoot is a sex offender a repeat sex offender. And I have had bad experience with him. So
11: I'm gonna touch you off because we can't disclose people's personal business here, right? Okay. And although that's public disclosure, like we have no right to out anybody in this space. Okay, okay, I thought, thinking right? like you that's just, just not here. okay at all okay. and i won't and stand I for that as the co-chair no, we're not we don't here do to that discover here. people's no. backgrounds and actually i'm glad that if that is the case that he's here because sex offenders are another uh population that is most vulnerable that don't have housing Okay. I not have nothing could. He she has touched me. He ha- He. She has touched me. So if there's a meeting where he's Christina, at. Christina, you need to, to, to take there. this to the police, well, then. Christina, I have. Stop I have. This I'm is telling, not the no, forum. No. Stop, Christy. Okay. Christy, stop. As the co-chair, I'm telling I you will. that you cannot talk like that in this meeting. I will not have that here. If anyone wants to talk like that, you will be muted and removed from this meeting. Yeah, so there. We
2: support pedophiles and convicted rapists in this board. You just shut your mouth when you talk to us. Are you kidding
6: me?
1: Now, they're they're vetting somebody to be on their board? Yeah, they were vetting board members. But when you're vetting board members, you're not allowed to talk about anything they've ever done.
2: Apparently not, according to the head of the board meeting. In 2012, Whitaker, by the way, was convicted of communicating with a minor for immoral purposes. He was also convicted of harboring a minor, a 13-year-old who he had a sexual relationship with, and was also charged with raping a minor in 2010. Sajik also alleged that Whitaker touched her inappropriately and said she would not be attending any board meetings if he were in attendance. Hmm.
1: And then the guy said sex offenders need to be.
2: That was a girl, by the way.
1: Represented. <laughs> that was a girl. Oh, it was? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't check my. No, that that, that, you're you're perfectly fine because I I, I agree. It sounds like
2: it. It sounds like it's a guy.
1: I did not check their, you know, pronouns (laughs) and whatnot, so I didn't know. Anyway, the individual who said that sex offenders were like underrepresented because uh, (laughs) go ahead, say it out loud. It sounds just as stupid when you say it out loud because there are a lot of homeless sex offenders and they need representation as well because they're underrepresented, and I'm. I don't know, you know, because it's like my first instinct is, well, who cares?
2: Janie Colston is the uh, co chair. She was the uh, one that was doing the yellow yelling there. She said, quote, I want to re- say this again. This is about equity. For everyone. Everyone deserves housing. I don't care if they're a sex offender or a pedophile. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they're indige- uh, indigenous. I don't care if they're a criminal. I don't care if they're coming out of jail or prison. Everyone deserves housing. When we talk about a code of ethics at the board, we will be respectable of all people. Apparently, that even includes convicted pedophiles. I don't have a problem with you saying that they des- they deserve I mean, it, to be represented. However, this was next? a
1: vetting of board members. What, what's next? Do you stand up and say, you know, Nazis are underrepresented on this board?
2: <laughs> yes. I mean, that's how stupid this sounds. This
1: woman. You don't have anybody from another planet on this board. I don't know what's wrong with you people.
2: <laughs> this woman also claims that this guy had touched her inappropriately in the past. And doesn't want her on the board at the same time. Won't attend a meeting that this person yeah. is in, and all they I, I care about them, is like, I no, pedof- them, pedophiles are people too. Yeah,
1: I heard them. I heard them tell her, uh, take it to the police, and she says, I have. Mm-hmm. Once again,
2: I probably didn't even have to tell you what where the story took place i probably could have read the story and and opened the phone lines and said all right now tell us what city that this went in and probably you would have hit three cities where this was going
1: See, on right and, and you know i would have done this i would have been the person who said don't you disparage this perverted creep in front of me
9: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no you, offense
2: you can't make this crap up this actually happened
1: oh yeah that was a tape of it yes not I'm AI. Not,
2: I'm not sure if I would have believed it had I not heard the audio.
1: But there it was for everybody to hear. They need to, see, they need, they need to replicate that with, with a program card called, called Artificial Lack of Intelligence.
2: Don't you be disparaging rapists and pedophiles in front of me, young man? Don't you do it. 208
1: 336. Kind of like Gere <laughs> 208
2: 336 Richard Gear just then. 208 336 I got nowhere else to go. I wish I looked like Richard Gear. Uh, 208 336 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon you're, Wireless. You're, you're
1: getting there, actually, as the years go by.
2: <laughs> no, he's he still. Uh, <clears throat> I digress. Um, If you want to email us, you can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Stick around. On the way next, we have a chance for you to pick a $50 gift certificate to R&R Barbecue if you can answer our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question. That's after traffic and weather
5: get 670 kboi on alexa first say alexa enable the 670 kboi skill then when you want to listen say alexa open 670 kboi
0: now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi oh
2: we might have a stumper all the lines are not full so if you uh, have always wanted to get that 50 dollars gift certificate to r&r barbecue um, didn't think you had a chance. We've got uh, a couple of lines open right now at 208-336-3700. 3, I told you that question
1: didn't narrow it down very
2: well. <laughs> Your Verizon Wireless. Um, if you can answer our question, by the way, Ben is going to get first crack at it. Uh, as of 2023, this year, almost 50% of Americans, 12 and older, have done this at least once in the past month. You go back to 2021, it was only about 41%. 2008 only nine percent of americans had done this at least once in the last month and if you go back to the 90s zero percent of americans had done this so ben what is it that uh, as of this year nearly 50 percent of americans 12 and older have done at least once in the last month
12: a total shot in the dark but i'm gonna say googled themselves
2: googled themselves that sounds dirty um no but that is not it <laughs> no that is not. <laughs> yeah, okay. it isn't
1: a good guess though
2: yeah it is a good guess um and maybe even i i can say you kind of on the right track right you'd agree with that chris wouldn't you
1: uh yeah in the tools used yes i would
2: all right um jeremy keeping it the water nearly 50 percent of americans 12 and older have done this uh in the last month what is it
10: Made a Google search.
2: Made made a Google search. No, it's no better when when you answered the same as our previous. No, it's all right. But keep trying.
1: That's a good guess, though.
2: Uh, Carly. 208-336-3700, by the way. Uh, Carly will get our last chance at her because nobody else apparently knows the answer to the question. Carly, as of this year, nearly 50% of all Americans, 12 and older, have done this. What is it? Ordered from Amazon. Ooh, that's a really good guess. I would guess that's higher. (laughs) <laughs> just based just based on my wife
1: still, I'm guessing that's way higher. Still a no though,
2: unfortunately. Still a no, very good guess. Darn it. Okay. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Damn near. Is turning in. Uh we got one a couple more. Hi, News Talk KBY. Who's this? Mike. All right, Mike. Nearly 50% of Americans 12 and older have done this this year uh, at least once in the last month. What is it? Take a selfie. Taking a selfie. And that's also not a bad, not a bad, yes, but it's a, not correct. Uh, Brandon, nearly 50% of Americans 12 and older have done this at least once in the last month. What is it? I'm going to say ordered food online like DoorDash. Um, another very good guess. That is not it. But no, everybody was all right around it. Believe it or not. All right. This has turned into an impossible question. Um, listen to a podcast in the last month. Yeah.
1: Listen to a podcast. The the clue I was going to give is if you're hearing me say this right now, uh and you're doing this, you will not be able to call in and win.
2: You are, be- I, because
1: it'll be later than it is right this second. Exactly.
2: Okay, because I, we, we do Actually have the way Casper I phrased and- that,
1: it just made it more confusing, didn't it?
2: Because <laughs> we do have a Casper and Chris podcast that yeah. you could listen to. Um, so no winner there that's the bad news the good news is we still have a $50 gift certificate that we're going to give away um, as a matter of fact let's do that right now if you would like to win it you don't have to answer a damn near impossible question we're just going to give it away right now 208-336-3700 pound 670 on your verizon wireless one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. 529 caller number six that $50 r&r barbecue gift certificate is yours We'll take a break. News coming up here next when we come back. Stingray Rob, who is going to be competing in his first ever of what we hope is going to be many Indianapolis 500s as a rookie. He made qualifying this past weekend. He's going to be racing this upcoming weekend. We're going to talk to him and also his mother about the thoughts and emotions that went through this past weekend when he qualified for the Indy. That's coming up here next. Don't go away.
5: And Shapiro this afternoon at one. Now
0: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI eight thirty nine. He's Chris
2: Walton. I'm Mike Casper, and uh, on the phone with us this morning, uh, we have somebody who is uh, going to. Be participating in a uh, big event that happens every Memorial Day weekend. This is pretty crazy. And uh, Stingray Rob, I want to first of all say thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule, which I am sure is extremely busy. It's race week. Um, I, I'm going to apologize to you right now because I went around your people. In trying to set up an interview because I know for probably a fact that there was no way they were going to allow you to come on race week and talk to us here on KBOI to your, your fans here in Idaho. So I went around them and I went straight to the top and talked to your mom and she arranged. There you us. Go. Yeah. So, um, and we're going to talk with your mom coming up here in a few minutes, believe it or not. She just uh, called in. So we're going to get to talk about her and her thoughts on uh, you qualifying for the Indianapolis 500. Last weekend. Rob, by the way, in case you don't know, Stingray Rob, is from Payette, Idaho. And he is a rookie on the IndyCar race circuit this year and qualified for the Indianapolis 500 race coming up this weekend. Now, he did that last week, and you qualified 32nd out of 33, correct?
12: That is correct, yeah. Barely, but barely, barely, barely. Small margins there at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, so glad to make it in. What
1: was that moment like when you realized you'd made the field?
12: It was actually quite uh, nerve-wracking because the way that the qualifying session worked, it's an hour-long session, at least for the last, last row um, qualifiers. So we, were, unfortunately, were in a position where we were fighting just to be in the race. And so um, I was the second driver to go out out of the four. And I did my run with 45 minutes left to go in the session. And so we had to wait for that clock to run down before we could start celebrating and jumping up and down to make sure that none of the drivers jumped in front of us. So, um, uh, leading up to that, I mean, that was definitely probably the the most tense I've been going into an event because the, the Indy 500 is not just the biggest race for myself, but it's one of the biggest races in the world. And so just to have the opportunity to sit there and be in that position was an honor. And, uh, I'm working with a former Indy 500 driver and Charlie Kimball. And he told me before, that day, that pressure is a privilege, and so we had to kind of change our mindset of, oh no, we're not doing well. We we shouldn't be here too. You know what? We get to be here. This is what we get to do, and we get to fight for it. And so we're going to do everything we can to be out on the field there. And so uh, we're going racing next Sunday, and uh, all the emotions happened this last weekend. We had the highest highs and the lowest lows, <laughs> and everything in between. So I've got a have got to ask. Do you know Graham,
2: uh, Ray Hall, and Jack Harvey? Very well. I know you're a rookie. Do you, do you know those guys very well yet?
12: I know them a little bit. I've spent a little time talking to Jack. I've spent probably five minutes talking to Graham. Um, but they have their, their histories, it seems like, that everyone knows about just from being in the paddock for a while. So I know of them. Uh, I know what they're about, so it's cool to see they're back in the race.
2: Now, I, the the thing I, I ask about this because th- what you were worried about as far as the India 500 qualifying, they actually went through. Um, Graham Rahal was qualified 33rd, and and Jack Harvey went out with the what the last three minutes of qualifying. And yep. the, the thing, uh, the drama part of that about this is, uh, his dad is ahead of the racing team, Bobby Rahal. And so his son Graham Ray Hall was qualified, but he sent Jack Harvey out, and Jack Harvey bumped out his son.
12: Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, and that's kind of a bold move, I think, for for Jack to get the kind of green light to go and compete against his team owner. Um, it's a bold move, and I, I'm actually I'm proud of the Ray Hall team for allowing him that opportunity to kind of prove himself and get into the show, and it actually unfortunately it, the situation is not what we'd like um there was an incident on the last practice day on monday where steph wilson another driver in the series got an into into an accident with another uh, one of the drivers in the field and he's injured and so he won't be competing this weekend but graham ray who was bumped on qualifying day will be slotted into that position and so it, it is cool to see that he's getting a chance to run, um, but the circumstances are not what we'd hope for. But um, it, it was nice of them to allow Jack to compete against an owner and, uh, you know, have a chance to, to show what he's all about. What do you enjoy
1: most on, on this on the circuit? Do you uh, like the super speedway races and going 220 the whole time, or do you prefer road courses? What do you like best?
12: I like the road courses. Um, turning right and left is always enjoyable. Um, the super speedways, are growing on me though we had our texas motor speedway race earlier this year and we're doing speeds of around 220 around there uh, on a high bank oval and the racing's pretty good but the 500 is even faster with lower banking that means less grip more speed um and for me that's that's awesome and it's exciting but i feel it takes away a little bit from what the driver is allowed to do um the the vehicle is more determinant of success than the driver it seems like on the super speedways, but. At that same point, there's a lot that can go wrong and a lot of margin that is uh, on-road courses that aren't at the super speedways. And so um, it's more nerve-wracking to be on an oval, probably a little bit scarier for my mom and family to see me going around at speeds of 230 plus.
2: (laughs) So your qualifying time last weekend, 229.549. The uh, pole-winning four-lap average for Scott Dixon, two thirty four. Point zero four six. By the way, second fastest qualifying time ever run at the Speedway in history. And when you look at that, you go two twenty nine, two thirty four. It doesn't seem like that much, but that's a big difference, isn't it? You're going to have to try and figure out some way to make up.
12: Yeah, absolutely. We're doing a football field a second. You see that blue turf back there in Idaho, and we're doing that in just under a second. Um, And so that gap, that margin, you know, that, that four miles an hour, whatever it is, it's actually quite a distance over the course of a two and a half mile lap. So for us, we're going to be, you know, starting at the back of the field and kind of at a deficit there anyways. But um, that just means that we're going to have the toe of the other drivers in front of us. And what I mean by that is uh, the the hole that they punch through the air, the cars behind can go a faster speed because they have less wind resistance, but that also means less grip through the turn. So there is a balance there. Um, but on a super grade like Indianapolis, it is better to have a car in front kind of pulling you along. And, uh, it seems that our team, my teammate, David Malukas and I both, we have a strong car from around, I don't know, let's say 70 feet back to 150 feet back from the cars in front of us. And if we get too much further behind, we're too slow. And if we get too close, then we can get a uh, lack of handling. And so we can sit in that pocket and be successful and not lose positions. And maybe if there's attrition, we can move forward. So we're just going to try and stay clean during the race and see if we can gain a few spots off of others making mistakes or whatever else may come.
2: So in your opinion, um, you know, because it's not just the car, it's also the driver in your opinion, percentage wise, how much is you racing the car and how much is your team putting the car together?
12: Well, I'll tell you what, the Indianapolis, uh, the drivers are passengers, it seems like, 75% of the time. And <laughs> what I mean by that is you're kind of influencing what the car is doing, but you're not driving the thing. The thing's going to do what it wants to do no matter what. So you've got to be able to, to, you know, kind of let the horse go where it wants to at certain points. And, um, you know, part of that is understanding the dynamics of the vehicle and the vehicles around you and putting the car in a position where you can anticipate and understeer and oversteer, things like that. Um, and so it's not so much the driver is apart from the car's success or whatever else may be. It's, it's the driver has to be able to drive whatever they're given. Right. And so there's actually there, the influence of the car is stronger on the driver than the driver is on the car at super speedways. And I think it's the opposite at road courses.
2: Stingray, Rob. I have a funny feeling there's going to be a lot of Idaho watching you this weekend. The pride of Payette, Idaho. Uh, I want to wish you really good luck, and thank you for uh, taking a few minutes talking with us uh, during Waste Week. Uh, Very much appreciated, and good luck this weekend.
12: Thank you. Thanks for having me on.
5: Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now
0: back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI.
2: He's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. it's 853, and Stingray Rob. has got a chance to uh, talk to him, rookie on the Indy uh, race car circuit, and qualified for his first ever of what we hope is many Indianapolis 500s this past weekend. Um, one of the things uh, that, that might be the first time ever in talking to somebody, as soon as we get done talking with them, uh, we very seldom, almost never, I can't ever remember a time, as a matter of fact, that it happened that we've talked to their mom. And we have uh, Stingray Stingray Rob's mom on the phone with us this morning. First of all, Kimmy, thank you so much for being with us. But more importantly, thanks for helping me go around Stingray Rob's people and uh, setting up the interview with your son.
4: You are so welcome, and thank you. Well, hello, Idaho, first of all, and Mike and Chris, thank you guys. You we appreciate you having Stingray on, and our Idaho folks always get first priority with those interviews, so I kind of scooted you to the front of the line. So God that was bless
2: awesome. you for that. We appreciate okay. that. Um, let's talk a moment here um we just talked with Stingray about his thoughts and emotions that he went through qualifying last week. Um, And and we had talked to him off air a little bit uh, about your emotions. He said you were way more emotional than he was. Take us through that last hour of qualifying and and what you went through.
4: I'll tell you what, guys, we have never experienced such a wide array of emotions as we did on Sunday. That was incredible. I, you talk about a roller coaster ride. That was it. I, you know, They're like, oh, boy, okay, that time might not hold up. And then, you know, the other guys run, and okay, that time might hold up. And then it was the waiting game and, um, you know, waiting to see if they would leave enough time. Somebody's going to go diving out there at the last minute and not leave you enough time to react to be able to get back on track to counteract that time that they ran. So, yeah, it was was an incredible array of emotions, and I have never – Sobbed as hard as I did without my
1: <laughs> Mother's <laughs> it was amazing. So, mothers worry. I had one. She worried. Mothers of race drivers. How much do they worry?
4: It is magnified by ten thousand. And you know, I we we say you cannot operate in fear and faith. And so we have, you know, given it to God. We have to trust in Him. But I'll tell you what. Your heart. Your mama's heart it still is racing. It's still worried. It's still, you know, that's your kid out there racing around going 225, 227 miles an hour. And it's, it's crazy. You can't even see the colors on the car. They're going by you so fast. So um, as a mom, it's, it's pretty incredible. And I'm always questioning what mother in their right mind allows their (laughs) child to do this, but yeah.
2: On a scale of 1 to 10, going into the race, and be honest here, you can be honest with us, you know, your son isn't with us. On a scale of 1 to 10, what did you think the chances were that Stingray was going to qualify for his very first Indianapolis 500?
4: You know what? We were actually very confident that he would get into that field. Dale Coyne Racing is um, a very experienced team, and they've been here and done this for, you know, 30 years, and so they know what it takes to get in the show, and we knew they were that Stingray was in very capable hands, and it was just a matter of them finding, you know, the car was essentially stuck, and, and we weren't getting the speed out of it that we needed to, but I'll tell you what, that crew worked hard to find it and got it dialed in and being was right in the trenches with them and they were going through it and going through it and the data and mm-hmm. analyzing everything and so we were pretty confident that they that he'd make it in but I'll tell you when it comes down to the wire like it did Our
11: confidence
4: level may have dropped just a tad. But, here we are, so we are so grateful.
2: Thank you so much uh, for talking with us this morning and uh, giving us your input. Um, Most of Idaho, I think, is either going to be in Indianapolis this weekend or at least watching it on television. But thank you once again for setting up the interview with your son and also talking with us this morning. Much appreciated. Good luck this weekend. Uh
5: Live, home, live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at three. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris
0: Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI
2: nine oh six. Gotta figure out who my two favorite kids are. Which ones I'm going to be able to still uh, put on my Netflix. Do you? Do you? You, you obviously. Well, you, you, I, I, you I share would say accounts, just right.
1: I would say just uh, tell them about it and have them compete. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Here, sign this. Who's going to take no, care of me in the old no, folks home when I have
1: to be moved? No, you're not competing for my love. You're competing for my, <laughs> my Netflix <laughs> password. I'm. Getting, your family must share,
2: right? You, you still share Netflix accounts?
1: Yeah, and the kids do not live at home anymore because they're both in their twenties. And...
2: I have had to call. Um, a a kid before because you're even under our current rate plan we're only allowed to have two people on at a time so if i have um two of my kids watching at different locations and we're trying to get on it's like you can't yeah it's like you need to hang up because we want to watch and we're paying for it (laughs) but in all fairness i'm wondering the the thing that's scaring me about this netflix thing how soon is every Streaming service going to start doing this uh, because right now we are sharing. This,
1: if this is successful, then probably next yeah. month would be my guess.
2: Um, we are currently sharing. You know, like like one of my kids plays pays for HBO, another kid pays for Disney Plus, and we all share it. It's yeah. like Netflix. We pay for Netflix, and people share the right the Netflix. It,
1: it, it's similar in my house, except I'm every one of those kids. <laughs>
2: So I wonder, that's the thing that scares me about this. And and like I said, if you don't like this, if Netflix over the next year starts losing, you know, a few million dollars, they're going to go, well, we need to rethink this. But they really think that people are going to say, man, this is no big deal. And they're going to get the people that are sharing right now to get sign up for their own accounts. Or they're you're going to pay the eight extra dollars to have other people who don't live with you sign up. And, uh, get it on your account. If you want to weigh in on that this morning, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, huge thank you to Stingray Rob and his mom for appearing on the show. Uh, I hope they have great success. I, I ask, uh, off air, I ask, uh, Kimmy, Stingray's mom, I go, what would be a success? And it's like just finishing the race. If we finish the race, That is success. We don't need to win. Just coming out of it unscathed and finishing would be great, Um, which is true because usually about half the cars don't finish the race. And um, I also ask how many people is she expecting from Idaho? She goes, she already has a list of 112 people. Who are coming from Idaho to go to the Indianapolis 500. And that's just people that she knows that she has a list of that are, that are coming. So there's going to be a lot of people watching that on television. Uh, the race will be on Sunday. I believe, is it ABC? I think it's ABC that carries the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. 208 336, 3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Joe in, uh, Boise. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you.
9: Hey, good morning, guys. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Um, I like listening to you guys and uh, Chris and Mike. Uh, thanks so much. Hey, I just have a question. You know, you had that uh, conversation about the uh, the person up in Washington that was on the was it the school board? What kind of board was he on? That uh, pedophile.
11: The that
2: oh, okay. I, I the the one where we talked about that they were vetting people to be on the board um it's the king county regional homelessness homelessness authority advisory committee
9: gotcha yeah i mean that 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 story is is disturbing to say the least but um my question to maybe you you two and your viewers um or your listeners how is that any different than a president that's running for the highest office in the United States who is a convicted of sexual assault in a civil court. But I mean, he, we, we have a, we have a president who's, who's um, running, who has done stuff like that, or has been accused of doing things like that.
2: Yeah. The difference is this guy has been convicted of these crimes. Donald Trump. I'm, I'm guessing it's Donald Trump and not Joe Biden. You're talking about here
9: uh well donald I mean, donald there are trump has people that think that biden is a pedophile but he's not but
2: donald trump has <laughs> not been convicted of any of those crimes he's he's been accused yeah, of them, yeah. but that's not a condition well, he was found
1: liable in court but he it was, was civil yeah, court he so was he's
2: found that's different yeah. than a conviction he lost really but, a loss, he lost but a yeah lawsuit. I,
1: but i get your point i mean it's it's uh it's similar behavior we we're, we're talking about Correct. and and no it's it's not uh, completely uh that different really i mean there are are plenty of people who uh you know when the whole thing about grab them by the you know came out with with trump uh-huh. that they they thought that would make people you know vote for somebody else and it didn't uh so right. yeah. uh, chances are this guy will end up on the board up, up there in in washington and everything will be fine uh the the story really came from the uh, the big fight that happened when one person objected to it and said that he had, you know, touched yeah. her inappropriately and things like that. Very, right. very weird but story. Can,
9: but you can see the hypocrisy to a certain degree. Sure, and we've got a person that's 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 running for president that has all these things that have come against him, and I mean, and he's got a ton, a ton of uh, um, court cases in front of him that yeah. uh, could make him. I can yeah, and, and I can at yeah, least see the similarities. 50% yeah, of the people, right? Yeah, all right. Well, and hey guys, I here, here's you yeah, guys. and
2: here's another big difference in this is that the people in Seattle didn't even want this person vetted. What's going on with President mm-hmm. Trump? And that's what a campaign does: is you vet a presidential candidate, and then you get to make a decision based on that vetting, either by right, voting but, for him or don't part, voting for him. And yeah. in in Seattle, they're like, no, you can't even bring this up even though that's right, what they're yeah, doing yeah. is vetting and, and, these people to be on the board. Right, it's, like, it's you can't uh, even bring this up. We're not going to even talk, allow you to talk about
1: it. It's an appointed position right, he's going yeah, after, not, yeah. a, not an elected one. Yeah. So. Thank you
2: for Hold the on, call, that's Joe. why
9: we don't live in Washington.
2: Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> um, another, and this is from a different Joe, um, I, I'm thinking, because they emailed. It says, Mike and Chris, while you have great hilarity over persons supporting our fellow humans who are afflicted, with numerous physical or mental conditions, please consider what Jesus taught. For example, Luke 17:12-24 describes the moment when 10 men who had leprosy came and met Jesus asking for healing, which Jesus Jesus provided. Matthew 10:8 quotes Jesus saying, "Heal the sick, raise the dead, clean those who have leprosy, drive out demons freely you have received, freely you give." um because leprosy was so visible involved the corruption of the body it is an excellent symbol of sinfulness that sin corrupts someone spiritually the way leprosy corrupts someone physically jesus would not mock impaired humans for mm-hmm. a shame with a shameful laugh like you do okay Jill, well you're, i'll, you're I'll answer that
1: i'll answer that by saying uh, i i don't disagree with you but I am frequently going to fall short of being Jesus if you listen to this show. (laughs) Uh,
2: The other thing that I will point out to you is we were not laughing at the pedophile, the convicted. Keep that in mind. This is a convicted pedophile. We were not laughing at him. We were laughing at the stupidity of the board that would not even let that, who, by the way, they were meeting to vet people to be on the board, would not even allow that information to be introduced as part of the vetting process, even though one of the people made a claim that that person had inappropriately touched her in the past and said that if he was admitted to be on the board, she would not be attending any meetings that he was going to be at. We laughed at the stupidity of not even allowing that in. The other stupid part of this, leprosy is not something that you go out and try, you make a decision to get. Lebr- leprosy is an actual illness that you are infected with. You're not infected unless you're one of those people that believe in minor attracted persons instead of pedophiles. You're not. You're not somebody. That's something
1: you make a choice to do. You're not infected with pedophilia.
2: Yeah, that's something you well, make a I choice. Mean it
1: it to could do. be. It could be a mental illness. That's true. It could be you know just behavioral problems. So, uh, but no, I, I I admit. I mean, you know, when they were even talking about how. Uh, those uh, who have been convicted of crimes like that are underrepresented. I I even said, you know, I'm uh, the first thing that pops into my head is who cares? And, and no, that that wasn't very Christ-like, and and I do apologize for it, but uh, I still don't completely, uh, you know, I I don't reverse what I said. And I I don't have a problem
2: with what they they say in being un- underrepresented. And you're right; they probably have a hard time finding. Homes finding apartments, places to live, because when you go through that process and you see that somebody has been convicted three different times of sexual abuse and pedophilia, do you want that person living yeah. in your apartment? Do you want other people living
1: possibly next to that person to find out that that person I mean, is and a it pedophile? Would be it would be a weird job to be an advocate i mean i 'm sure they have advocates, you know convicted criminals and things like that, but it would be a weird job. What do you do for a living? Well, you know the people who uh, you know commit crimes against children and and assault and sexual things, yeah. Uh, I am in business to make their life better. Sounds weird, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's a fact.
2: And once again, I, I, I get it. And I said when we played that clip, I'm going to play this for you again here. Uh, we'll take a break, but when we come back, I'll play this clip. When I, when we played the clip, I get it that they are underrepresented when it comes to being able to not be homeless because very few people are going to want to give a convicted pedophile well, yeah, a place to live. I, I wasn't. I wasn't saying that was the bad part. The bad part about this was, people were vetting board uh, p- possible board members. They were literally going through names and the possibility of who would be put on this board. This was one of the people that was put on the board, and one of the people called out the fact that, hey, this would not be a good person. This is a convicted pedophile, and they didn't want you to even bring that up. Um, for those of you who didn't hear what we were talking about a little bit earlier, didn't hear the uh, audio from this Zoom meeting, we'll take a break here. If you want to call in, two zero eight three pounds 670 on your Verizon wireless after the break. When we come back, I'm going to give you that audio once again so that you can
0: hear it.
5: For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI.
0: Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk, KBOI. 208 336 3700,
2: pound 670 on your Verizon while else, You can also email us, Chris at KBOI.com. Mike at KBOI.com or Texas, same as our main number. Not surprised writes in, says, regarding that clip from Washington, uh, think of how comfortable that nutcase was yelling at the other member and protecting that pedophile. This is what the American left wants to do. Not the voters per se, but the extremists. They vote into office. They want to normalize pedophilia. It's where, uh, it is where making sexual preferences a protected class is leading us is why they're pushing transing Uh, transitioning children, it is why they want to expose children to sex at an early age through LGBT books. We need to be on guard.
1: Yeah, uh, that's, that's way too generalized. Believe me, there aren't that many people on the left out there who want to normalize pedophilia. It
2: is striking, though, that when you do see somebody, you know, this whole maps thing, minor attracted persons changing the name of pedophiles so that it is less I guess, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? It's not offensive because I don't care if you offend a pedophile.
1: Well, yeah, because when you change the name of something, it completely changes the condition, doesn't it?
2: Kind of whitewashes it. You know what I mean? You're a pedophile. No, I'm not. I'm just a minor attracted person. It's perfectly normal.
4: I'm not fat. I'm big bone. <laughs>
2: for those of you who did not hear i wanted to play the audio uh, of this once again this was a zoom meeting in seattle where they were trying to go over the people that they wanted to be on advisory committee board this is the king county regional homelessness authority advisory committee and they were vetting going through a list of people and one of the people that came up happens to be a three-time not just once Not just accused, but was a convicted sex offender and pedophile. He had sexual relations with minors as young as 13 years old. Take a listen to the audio from the Zoom
5: meeting. And Thomas Whitaker Raven Crowfoot is a sex offender, a repeat sex offender, and I have had bad experience
11: with him. So I going to touch you off because we can't disclose people's personal business here, right? Okay. And although that's public disclosure, like we have no right to out anybody in this space. Okay. Okay. I thought thinking right, like, that's just idiot. not okay at all. Okay. And I won't and stand I for that as a co-chair. No, We're not we don't here do to discover here. people's no. backgrounds. And actually, I'm glad that if that is the case that he's here because sex offenders are another uh, population that is most vulnerable that don't have housing. Okay. I mean, he had nothing people people He has touched me. He ha- He. She has touched me. So if there's a meeting where he's Christina, at. Christina, you need to, to take there. this to the police, yeah, then. Christina, I have. I have. I have. This is I'm not know, the no, forum. No, stop, Christy. Okay. Christy, stop. As the co-chair, I'm telling I you will. that you cannot talk like that in this meeting. I will not have that here. If anyone wants to talk like that, you will be muted and then removed from this
1: meeting.
2: Well, that, that seems, you know, going too far. You're going to be neutered?
1: Muted. I believe oh, it was oh
2: mute. okay. That, 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 that's right. something different. Never mind. <laughs> Once again, if oh. you can't... If you can't bring up people's backgrounds, how do you vet somebody? Because I mean, this is what they're doing. They're going through, and and you can see the list mm-hmm. of names, and he's one of the names on the list of people well, that I they're trying to bring in as board members. How do you didn't how do you the, vet them then?
1: Didn't the one person e- even say, you know, we're not here to go over people's backgrounds?
2: That's what I mean. Yeah, well,
1: what is it you're there to go over? Then? Yeah, just, I
2: mean, are you just we're going to say the names, and then uh, we're not going to talk about whether or not they should be on the board? You just say once we say their names whether or not you think they should be on the board does the or rest
1: not. does the rest of the board get to vote or is this just an appointed position
2: as long I guess they can vote as as long as they don't bring up any backgrounds
1: hmm.
2: I don't it just it's just so stupid I'd like to say it doesn't make any sense to me but it does make sense to me and it's stupid granted that's my opinion uh, I'm not a liberal living in Washington
1: so Washington State in Seattle so and again I mean and and, and I felt pretty much the same way when I heard her say again that uh convicted sex offenders were underrepresented uh, among the homeless community and i just thought well okay uh still don't care somehow i just i, I know I, f- I feel like an uncaring uh you know unempathetic bad person uh but not very much
2: uh text message in says that uh, here's a quick solution that would never work in many states. I'm going to say right now this probably would not work in any state. Um, but if you want to live in government housing and be allowed, if you're a sex offender or a pedophile, we get to sterilize you first, and then it's perfectly fine. I don't know what mm. states you think that is okay in. <laughs> you said it wouldn't work in many states. I- I'm thinking that would never work in any state.
1: Yeah, that's one of those things that... Uh the ACLU and various people take up as a, as a cause and, and say forced sterilization is is uh, not good. Uh, yeah, I imagine it does solve several problems, however, mm-hmm. but it's considered cruel and unusual punishment.
2: I wonder if you make it a, a part of you make the decision instead of forced and say, look, we have a place for you here and they're perfectly fine living next yeah. to these people, but you have to be sterilized first and then you make the decision. But I wonder if people even then would say, yeah, I don't mind I don't mind a sexist so, so living next to me if they're sterilized. I don't like know I if that would it. make a difference.
1: It's like asking a kid, do you want to clean out the garage, clean up the front yard, or clean up the backyard <laughs> today? It's your choice. Yeah. You get to do whatever you want. 208 336
2: You know my mother, don't you? Yes, 208-336-3700. three six, thirty seven 670 on your Verizon mm-hmm. wireless. We'll take a break. News coming up here next. We'll get back to more of your phone calls and emails coming up.
0: Broadcasting from the Empire Tidal Studios, we are our News Talk KBOI.
2: 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wiles. If you want to get through, you can email us, Mike at KBOI.com, Chris at KBOI.com. Uh, Rob and Meridian, thanks for hanging on. You're on News Talk KBOI. Good morning to you
6: morning guys good morning uh, i agree with the uh the forced castration thing largely because that came from me and i I tend to agree with me uh sometimes <laughs> but
9: I, anyway, I was just gonna say do you yeah, ever disagree with you
6: of, oh yeah you will yeah sometimes i do that as well we have great conversations both of us but uh-huh. uh, so there's the occasional I mean, inner yeah. turmoil though right yeah somewhat okay but it makes me think like, uh, and you know, this is the UK in the, what, late 40s, early 50s, whenever this happened, Alan Turing and how they gave him the option of like, all right, we can chemically ruin you and return you to society, despite the fact that you did all kinds of good, uh, or we just keep you in the loony bin. Now, different case, but anyway... Uh, what I was calling to ask or point out was, I didn't think if you were a convicted felon, and I'm sure Seattle or wherever the hell is very different, you couldn't run for dog catcher. Yeah. Uh, let alone, I mean, I thought that like immediately disqualified you from any sort of public office.
2: Yeah, that that
6: but especially like a sex offense.
2: And- yeah, that is anyway, a, a misinterpretation. A lot, a lot of people, you think, and, and we've talked about this because it, it's ha- it's been with the president. If the president is convicted in one of the cases that he stands to go to trial to in the next year, people say, "Well, he can't run for president." Then that's not true. There is nothing in our current law that says that if you're a convicted felon, you can't run for president. There, it goes even further than that. There is nothing in current law that says if you are the president and are convicted of a crime, that you can't be president. You can actually be in prison and be president of the United States. And it's the same for running for office. Now, you might you can't vote. You're not allowed to vote, but you're still allowed to hold office. I know it seems a little weird, but yeah, that that that's a common misunderstanding. They think, oh, you've lost your right. To yeah. vote, no, I, I've lost my right to vote, but not to hold office if I want to hold office. Now, the chances of getting elected may be not real high because, once again, that's a part of the vetting process, like we're talking about this morning. By the way, this little piece of news, we haven't had a chance to talk about this this morning, but uh, Trump's criminal trial over the payoff to the porn star set right smack dab in the middle of primary season next year. Is that right? He'll go to trial beginning March 25th for the New York criminal case in which he is accused of falsifying business records related to the hush money payoff of porn star Stormy Daniels.
1: Right there in the middle of presidential primary season. And when you receive a court summons, you are supposed to go.
2: You know, I'm fond of saying that...
1: Regardless of what you have on your calendar.
2: I'm fond of saying there's no such thing as bad publicity. I have to rethink that for this mm. particular case.
1: He mentioned the, the, the collar when he was talking about the forced uh, chemical uh, castration. He referred to uh, Alan Turing. Alan Turing was a, a mathematician. He was brilliant. I mean, just a super genius. And uh, this was in England around the time of World War II. And he had something to do with the Enigma Project and all that. Uh, but he was gay and that's what he was convicted of uh simply being gay and they offered him chemical castration and and he took it and and he didn't last too much longer he committed suicide when he was like 42 years old but uh you know it's 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 a little bit different than than pedophilia obviously which is still illegal but all all the things that he was convicted of wouldn't even be illegal today hmm. So, I don't
2: know. Jeff in uh, Nampa writes in uh, on this subject, says, Quick web search found this. Both California and Florida statutes provide for mandatory injections for repeat sex offenders, as well as discretionary injections for first-time offenders. Despite the mandatory language in Florida law, the law has apparently been invoked only a few times since it passed in 1997. In California, at least 15 repeat sex offenders have requested surgical castration as a way to avoid indefinite incarceration at least two offenders have been released from state mental hospitals following the surgical castration i have a feeling i mean if you offered this to anybody in prison don't you think most of them it's like all right you stay here in prison for the next 30 years or if you agree to get chemically castrated or surgically castrated for that matter we'll let you out of prison right now and you'll just be on parole wouldn't you think most people would accept that i don't know it's
1: a good question Depends on what you have planned.
2: Or it probably depends on how horrible your time in prison maybe is, right? Yeah, I, I guess. Clay Out West writes, So now it's immoral to vet criminals because they're underrepresented on boards and originations that require vetting for everyone. We have to stop allowing these activists from using the moral equivalence argument to push their immoral agenda. You make your bed, you get a sleep in it
1: you know and I, and i i can't based on what i said earlier i can't disagree with that that the, the reason i did not feel sorry for the guy being underrepresented you know this is a guy that's convicted three times of sex with children you know i i'm i'm sorry you're not getting the same rights as everybody else but uh, I, 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 I i i it's it's not up to me to decide you know what you have to do to lose your rights But if it were, I think he qualifies.
2: And by the way, one of the times that he was convicted of a sexual offense with a minor, he was homeless. He was living in a tent, and another 13-year-old was living with him who he was convicted of having sexual relations with. I don't care what state you're in, anywhere in the United States, it is not okay to have, even if it's consensual, consensual, uh, relationships with a thirteen-year-old. There is not a state where that's illegal. Where that's legal. Idaho boy writes to the caller uh, who tried to compare that guy in Washington to Trump. The only, the one guy was convicted uh, criminal in a court case. Trump is just despised and has a bunch of mud thrown at him. Just because someone has a bunch of accusations against him doesn't mean they're true. The irony here is we all know how bad the Salem witch trials were. However, here we are regressing to such an inane ideas as well. And a bunch of people accusing someone it, since it must be true. If you just have accusations, if we follow the caller's logic, witches and magic are real. Now, I, I I'll, I'll agree to with you to a certain extent, but this is also a part of the vetting process for a president of the United States. You get to hear. These accusations, and you get to decide for yourself whether those accusations disqualify that person, whether it's Trump or anybody, whether that disqualifies them getting a
1: vote from you You for
2: whatever office you're running for.
1: Back during his pseudo-apology speech, uh, Bill Clinton came on, and one of the first things he said was, even presidents have private lives. And I remember people saying the next day, no, they don't. believe that, seriously that's that's one of the people that in in the spotlight you know gives up their private life um presidents let
2: me just Scott, add one oh, thought to it before you go on. Presidents used to have private lives before the advent of social media. Media in particular. I mean, you look at in the past, Chris, and I think you'll agree with this. We've had presidents in the past. If we had had social media mm-hmm. and 24 hour news cycles during those times,
1: well, those been, people would never have been uh, elected president, right? Well, possibly. It depends. Uh, you know, it depends. On, sometimes it just depends on who your opponent is. That's true, too. Uh, Scott writes in and, and says very simply, What about Salt Peter? Uh, saltpeter is uh
2: does it work
1: what would it potassium i 'm trying to remember exactly what it is i anyway i can 't uh potassium nitrate that 's what it is saltpeter is potassium nitrate my my friend rob went to n n c which is now n n u and he used to he used to joke that they they put it in the the food at the cafeteria over there it, supposedly i mean it 's supposed to be a myth that it produces impotence in men. and Not not permanent. Uh, not not permanent, but, um, you know, lasts long enough, I guess. And supposedly they were giving it to people in prison. You see it in a movie every now and then. Like in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, there's a place where uh, Jack Nicholson says he doesn't want anybody to slip him the saltpeter. <laughs> <And, laughs> but um, it sounds dirty. It, it, supposedly it doesn't even work it's just something that uh, somebody uh, at some point came up with
2: i don't know if it's true or not but there were rumors that they did it in the military too
1: during, and, and they during, may have during world
2: when, war 2 that they didn't want yeah. people, you know, fraternizing, you know, while they were supposedly supposed to be, you know, in in the unit so they secretly sipped them saltpeter i mm-hmm. don't know if that's true or not that was it's it's
1: it's um it's useful like in rocket fuel
2: that's all Peter is?
1: Yeah, which uh, seems like it would have just the opposite. Uh, never mind. Anyway. <laughs> I,
2: I knew, you know, the funny thing is, even before you mentioned it, I knew exactly where you were going. Then. That was
1: a liftoff. There we, wasn't one.
2: <laughs> we, we, we are spending Stupid way too much time fuel. together. <laughs> I know. Um, what, here's a question, and they don't, don't want a name on this. It says, what is the person that has been convicted for sex crimes in Washington doing out of prison? I thought that if you have been convicted of crime three times, you should be imprisoned for life.
1: Well, it's like you hear this in the news every now and then it's, this guy's 40-second arrest. Excuse me? How does that work?
2: You remember, you're talking about a very liberal state, Washington. You're not talking Idaho, you're you're talking Washington. Another person writes in, uh, if this guy is a registered sex offender, then he can't be around any minors, right? So if a minor, uh, and there are homeless minors, came to a meeting, he would have to leave. This whole thing is just ridiculous. There's an idea. You're right, because he would—he has to remain so many feet away from miners. so you just start bringing miners to the board meetings, and he would never be able to attend a board meeting, although he would still be on the board, I guess. I don't know. It's just, it just seems so ridiculous. We'll take a break. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. One more segment on the way if you want to get through. Phone lines are open for you right now.
5: The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton.
0: This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670
2: on your Verizon wireless. Email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. I just uh, did a little Google search when we were in break there. Um, let me read to you uh, on the uh, Salt Peter. Number one, uh, apparently it's looking like it is a complete myth that it actually does work. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I did a search, does the U.S. military, or has the U.S. military ever used Salt Peter to calm urges of, basic trainees and says this old legend might be the first military myth new recruits come across and it might have been around for as long as saltpeter itself despite the combined efforts of science health education and common sense however the myth of the military adding saltpeter to the food or beverages in basic training still persists and it still is not true yeah there you go
1: uh, Daniel says, uh, "Hello, Chris. I wonder if Trump was a Democrat, would Republicans not pay attention to all the accusations? No, I'm thinking they would not pay attention to some of the accusations, but some of them are, stand out a bit, like the ones that end up going to court.
2: And I, I mean, quite frankly, to a certain extent, I see what you're saying, and you're exactly right. Yeah, because you see this on both sides. Well, you tend
1: to give your your own person a bit of a break, like, well, yeah. you know, they're they're just after him."
2: Like right now, you're seeing this with Biden and the Hunter Biden laptop and that whole thing. You're you're seeing Democrats and liberals not say a whole lot, standing by mute and attacks coming from the Republican side because it's political. And you're seeing the same thing on the other side with Trump. You're a liberal. You don't want to see Trump become president. So you attack him through that way and conservatives remain silent happens both ways because it ends up being political, yeah. especially when you start an election in, cycle.
1: In, in, in politics, quite often the, the end, although I don't think very many people would admit to it, the, the end justifies the means as far as people are concerned. In other words, whatever we did to get our person elected, it was worth it you know, even if it was Mm -hmm. extremely unethical, which a lot of it is. Tim says in Idaho, a felon gets his right to vote back as soon as he finishes his court-ordered sentence. There you go.
2: Yeah, so as long as he is, number one, gone to prison, finished his prison sentence, and then gets put on parole, finishes that, and if he has had, like, to make restitution, if he hasn't made restitution or she hasn't made restitution, still not allowed to get your, your rights back, but once you have satisfied everything the court ordered, then you are able to uh, get your voting rights back.
1: When uh, the guy was saying we weren't being very Christian, uh, uh, Jim from Eagle wrote in, he says, Chris, you have nothing to feel ashamed of. The person who wrote in was crazy.
2: (laughs) Uh, Griffin writes in, Mike at KBOI.com says, anyone been to our local Target stores to see the freak show? Yeah, I'm talking about this uh, new Tuck Products Tuck-friendly products, clothing for our little boys. I've heard about the story. I have not seen if this is actually going on in our local Target stores. I, I still have questions on why you're needing a Tuck prog- product for a, a, a boy in a uh, swimsuit. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. Uh, but, yeah, I have, I have heard that it is going on in some Did, Target you, stores. I don't know if it's happening here locally.
1: You want now. me to say, of course, you don't get it, Mike.
2: <laughs> but I know I, I won't thank, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, text message in at 208-336-3700 says, Ha ha, Chris. Uh-oh. That was a joke about NNC. I went to the CFI and we heard that, but the ironic thing was that so many of the women from NNC, NNC were at our parties and dances looking for some action. We were positive that they were feeding the guys at NNC yeah. salt, Peter. <laughs> That's from Kevin. That, that that is That is pretty funny.
1: Uh, one, i'm not, I'm not going to accuse the you know the kids that go to northwest nazarene <laughs> of partying and i'm not going to accuse them of going to other towns to party um and uh the reason i'm not is mainly just to be polite
2: <laughs> oh good grief 3700 pounds six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Another subject that we were talking about this morning. CJ writes in uh, on the Netflix starting to charge if you're going to share your Netflix password. It says I you that Netflix won't lose any subscribers, but they also won't gain more subscribers from this lockdown. People are not subscribing because they don't have to it's because that there isn't much on there worth it for the price if you spread it across family and friends then it can do uh, be due to people's taste but aside from that i don't see this helping them i borrow from family and when i lose this i won't be subscribing i was considered uh there or i was considering their rental service again but they're shutting that down that's my two cents it, it is going to be interesting to watch. And I think in the short term, they are definitely going to lose people. But what, what will happen in the long term? We don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. That's about it, uh, that we have for today. Thank you for listening in. If you want to continue to email, our emails are uh, still going. They go 24 hours a day. 208-336-3700 is a phone number to get through tomorrow. Email us Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com.